0: Out there,
1: um, he's just get fucked deep, you know, play the corners hard, yeah. see if good things will happen Boom, yep, what's up, everybody? Just dishing it, episode 17. Joined as always by our producer, Mr. Derek Hoskin, and doing? my co host, Mr. John Tudes Tudor. What's going on, boys? Derek, fresh off the shoot. How'd it go?
2: Not bad. A little music shoot, you know. Yeah. Nothing too big, but just a little little practice studio session, you know, just hanging with the boys pretty much, but had to be there. So, heck yeah. Yes, sir. Good shit. Dudes,
1: your favorite team is playing right now as we're recording this? Could be oh the last God. game ever you're at
0: the Coliseum. Making me sick with this. Um, yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> i I hope I hope Tampa just cleans it up tonight. I mean, what was it eight nothing the other night? That was pretty fun Oof. to watch. So, uh, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. But you know, no no love for the Islanders coming out of this uh, this house today. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, tough exit for the Pens there, but we'll uh, save that fun. for another time because this is we got a special guest we've been hinting at. All our guests are just the bomb. Wild always, all always special. On, you know? But always this special. one, this was an early one. Another one that I very much, all of these boys wanted to get on. But we're gonna start it off with our good friend Jimmy Collins of the Morning Skate. Bring him in here.
3: What's up, fellas? How's everybody doing tonight? We're
1: What's doing great, on? buddy. How are you? How's things?
3: Uh, Benny, you know what, dude? I'm glad you called me special, and everybody else kind of backpedaled, but but you called me special. I'm gonna remember that for from now on. <laughs> uh, th- things are good, dude. Fucking same shit. Can I? I can swear on this, probably, right? Yeah, yeah you can say
0: whatever you want. Okay, yeah. all right,
3: perfect. Yeah, everything's going good, dude. uh You know, it's been hard watching hockey now that the Rangers aren't in it. Like, I'll turn Aww. it on every once in a while, but with the final four teams, like, it's. Like, I'm kind of rooting for the Canadians, and it's just, like, a really, really weird, like, vibe because I never, ever root for the Habs. So, it's been a little bit weird, but, you know. Dude,
0: I'm I'm in the same boat right now. I was, like, out of – I mean, it's cool seeing – I mean, outside of Tampa, having a chance to repeat some teams you're not used to seeing this far in. But, like, yeah, I mean, rooting for Carey Price and the Habs. I mean, Cole Caulfield's just – that kid's electric to watch, exactly. um, but he's sick. He's in a Canadian's uniform. Oh he's my was- god! I know, right? Yeah, absolutely <laughs> sick. The pr- the pride of the U.S. Uh, world Junior team, and uh, he's wearing a Habs jersey, They just keep but-
1: they just keep getting our 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 studs. Like it's annoying.
0: Like
3: right. It's, it's like oh, yeah, yeah. You're a sick U.S. player. All right, we're gonna ship you up north for a while.
1: Kyle Connor. It's just yeah. it's ridiculous. Uh, hell, you buck too? Like yeah, whatever. Another topic for another day. Jimmy, I mean, we're here, baby. We did it.
3: We did it, dude. I'm glad um, that you guys are doing a podcast now, too. I think that's fucking awesome. Like, my, it had to happen.
1: Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. I'm glad that things are rolling. Um, obviously, in the podcast game, you know, we're new. We're, we're learning. We're picking some things up. We want to get all of the morning skate boys on. But, I mean, for, for those that are listening and somehow don't know who you guys are <laughs> fill everybody in I mean this you guys have an awesome story how the thing got started I mean give us the long-winded version too man like yeah fill everybody in
3: so essentially like I grew up playing hockey with I don't know a couple of like my best friends right like I'm sure you guys are the same way like your hockey friends are different from your other like school friends uh, I graduated with a class of just absolute fucking boobs. So the only kids that I hung out with really were the hockey kids. Uh, my one buddy Hal, he was a couple years younger. I had a couple other buddies, Jimmy and uh, Dan. They, I think they were three years younger, but we were inseparable, dude. So like, we we would drive to hockey practice together when it was summer. We would play street hockey every day. We'd rip chicken wings. We we drink beers. Like it was it was the best. And then unfortunately, life happens, and you have to like grow up and become adults. So we all kind of went to college, but we were still kind of doing our thing. Everybody come home for summer was sick. And then it got real, real adult where Hal ended up moving to Maine. Uh, Dan moved to San Diego. Jimmy moved to the city. Uh, Garrison stayed here. So I had somebody to hang out with. But what we would do is because we're a bunch of losers, we would hop on like a Google Hangout and everybody would bring a 12-pack of beer. we turn on the same hockey game and we would just get buckled and just watch a hockey game. And we would talk about it. We did it for a few weeks i forget who who said it but we're like why don't we just fucking record this because this was back when like barstool was kind of like early barstool and All they right. said if you ever wanted to apply to be like into barstool like just don't say it like do something show us you want to do it so we're like Fuck it, like whatever so we started recording a few times sent to a couple of my buddies who played like junior and a couple of kids who played college and they're like dude this is hilarious like why don't, why don't you guys just like do this regularly so that became the podcast. The podcast led to a website. The website led to a Twitter, which led to Instagram. And then, <clears throat> dude, like fucking five years later, it's insane. Uh, we've done 211 uh, podcasts so far. We got to talk to, like, Mike Ruzioni, Theo Fleury, Darren McCarty, uh, Bill Clement, Joey Mullen, first American to score 500 goals. Just, like, and first Schneider. My, you yeah, got so many it's, awesome ones. Like, dude. And yeah. I feel bad because I fucking forget people, but, like, and nuts because I didn't really come from much dude. Like my, my mom worked her bag off. My dad kind of works. He was disabled. So his job was like be my best friend, but like never in my wildest dreams would I be like talking to like Adam Graves or like Mike Ruzioni. So like, kind of taking a step back and like seeing what's going on, it's insane. Like it's it's fucking nuts. Like some schmuck from Middle Grove, New York gets to talk to Mike Ruzioni about like what his favorite beer is. Like whoever would have thought that would happen. <laughs> and here we are. And we've had some pretty good stories, uh, pretty good times. Uh <clears throat> we've helped out quite a quite a bit of just like organizations who like if a rink's about to close, they'll reach out to us and be like, hey, can you pump this on your podcast or a blog? Uh, one of our buddies from Glens Falls passed away a few years ago, actually right after a skate, really, really scary thing. And he was like, he was in his forties. He had a couple like little kids and shit and they did a GoFundMe. Oh. We pumped that out. We dude, I wish I could attract how much money we raised from that. But like, they ended up, I think they only wanted like 20 grand and ended up getting over like $80,000. So like, like oh, we just, man. we just try to do shit like that. And like, we've been interviewing small hockey companies, whether it's like ultimate hockey fan cave, blade shades summer skates, hockey wraparound, green biscuit. And it's kind of fucking cool. You go to pure hockey and you see all these things in pure hockey. And you're like, oh yeah, I, I, I talked to that guy. Like we text like regularly, like it's just cool. And I think the coolest thing is it's like, nobody's an asshole. Like, and it's wild. You would think like some, some like fame would get to people or whatever, but everybody is literally cut from the same cloth. Everybody wants to help each other out. And it's like, it's just this giant network and community of hockey guys like getting together I don't know if you guys know Ryan Wynn. I think he's a Rochester guy. He's he does buttery hockey. He's like this rollerblader, has sick abs and like a fucking absolute fro. Awesome kid. He's rollerblading. He just did a uh Steven just retired, so he's like rollerblading across country and Ryan got to meet up with him and do that with him. Like you yeah. just find all these like really cool stories and honestly it keeps me out of the bar and it's fun to do and I just love hockey. Like you guys know that and I got to meet a couple of you guys at a uh, there was that fucking movie tryout in like Utica, and I get there. And Nick's there, and I'm like,
1: yeah, kevo Kevo went to go Hollywood there.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was unreal. So, and I'm like, yo, I know you. We haven't met before, but we're like, what's up, dude? And it's 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 wild because so many play so many people play hockey, but at the end of the day, like, it's actually a super small community, and everybody yeah. loves each other, so it works out.
1: Yeah, dude, the, the common bonds and stuff like that. Just you feel like. Like you just said, you feel like you know somebody even though you've never met them in person. It's it's really cool. It's that's it's one of the best parts about you know the hockey community all throughout good country and you know North America and the world to be honest. But yeah, dude, a lot of what you said definitely relatable. You know, with Justin with the brand skate skins, everything like that. It's it's really oh, cool the right, opportunities. You know, that-
3: Yeah, you guys you worked your bag off to get where you're at right now. We did the exact same fucking thing, dude. And it's like you take that step back and you look and you're like, fuck like do you remember where we were like three, four years ago? And it's like, look at where we're at now. Like you guys had those that Jeff Skinner flag like flying all over the fucking (laughs) paper Like that was sick. Like that was such a cool moment. And you guys are getting featured on barstool and like spitting chiclets and shit like that. Like, dude, that is huge. Like, people just don't do that. And that just that shows how much one, you guys work hard, and two, like, you guys fucking love the game of hockey. And that, at the end of the day, for me, that's all that matters. I don't care if you're, like, a sick hockey player or if you just started a week ago and you can barely skate. Like, if you just love the game, let's talk about it. Like, I am completely down for that. And I think our podcast is a little different. Like, Spin Chicklets, you have, like, those NHL guys who made millions of dollars and, like, nothing against them. That Like, their podcast is unbelievable, dude. Like, yeah. I didn't make millions of dollars. So I can't tell you stories about like going to Vegas and like hanging out with hookers and like blowing like all this money here and here. And like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have those six stories. But the thing that we all do have is we all have like those memories of being in the locker room, like somebody saying something stupid and a coach freaking out or like, yeah, so buckled at beer league, they can barely stand. And it's like, oh, do you remember that one time? Like, he got hurt and he didn't even play in the game. It was like him walking onto the ice. Like, there's just, and that's so relatable. And that's the coolest fucking thing. And like, if you love hockey, you get it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent.
3: So that, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of what we do, dude. We just, we love talking the game. We love talking to people of all different backgrounds. Like <clears throat> I think we have something like 12 or 15 writers this fucking text group that I'm in blows up every single second of the day. Like they just love talking about hockey, but like something random pops up and just my phone just lights up. And sometimes I'm like, Jesus guys, you like, let's chill out. But then I have to like pinch myself. I'm like, I like, let's talk hockey. (laughs) Here we go. Let's go. Yeah, uh, yeah, man. That's kind of what the morning skate is.
0: And that's, that's awesome. That's, that's an awesome journey too. I mean, to be able to do it with your buddies. I mean, that's something, that I've noticed from our perspective here, obviously early on with the podcast, but it's just so much fun to do it with your friends too. Like, you know what I mean? Like you, you hop onto something like this. You don't feel like you're doing anything extra. This is just like time with the boys. You're having fun. You meet new people. You talk to cool people. Um, but I kind of wanted to throw it back a little bit earlier on and, um, you know, talking about your love for hockey, where'd that come from?
3: Uh, That's that's my old man, dude. Uh, So growing up, uh, he started watching hockey in 94, which was perfect for a Rangers fan. Right. Like what a what a time to fucking turn the TV on and see a Rangers game.
1: Yeah.
3: And like, I don't know, we didn't I didn't have a ton of money growing up. So I actually played in this one organization, Corinth Youth Hockey. We would have eight games and they were all outside every year, like no practices. And then at the end of the year, you played two games in an indoor rink in Saratoga. And I remember, like, as a kid, when it got to playoffs and you went to play in the rink in Saratoga, I remember being like, holy shit, this is, like, what the NHL must feel like. And that, that was just, like, walking into a rink. Like, it's so silly yeah. to think of it now because I played in, like, so many different rinks. But, like, as a kid, like, that's yeah. what you had, right? And, I, do I started out with a goalie, and I was, like, pretty decent at goalie, but, like, I was super small, and I wanted to score goals. And then I ended up playing forward. I didn't start playing, like, hockey hockey to my second year Bantam. But like some of my earliest memories, I, I would go to bed early, right? Because as a kid, I'd just be about to go to sleep. And I'd hear my dad just start screaming, fucking A, Messier. And I'd be like, okay, time to get up. And I would fucking run the living room!" I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Here we go. Like, let's go Rangers. And like, I like the Panthers because I love John Van Biesberg's mask. I thought it was sick. Scott Mellenby, he, he wore shoulder pads where he'd be like this and he'd be yeah. have a fucking neck. And like, his daughter follows us on Instagram now. His daughter is awesome. I've been trying to get Scott Mellenby on the pod for forever. He's like pretty high up with the Canadians, so he can't like really do that right now. Yeah, yeah. But just like growing up, man, like that was the fucking thing. And like, <clears throat> I, th- I think the Winter Classics kind of played out, but at the same time, like, Just playing on ponds, right? Like playing outside. Like that was the coolest thing. I wasn't used to playing inside. So, like, my nhl was to go to the rink get dressed in like fucking 25 degree like it was brutal it was so fucking cold dude and it was right next to like uh this river so like you had the wind coming in and all this shit oh yeah And we have all these hockey dads out there at three o'clock in the morning spraying down the ice shout out dan white he still does it for corinth this guy at, at three o'clock in the morning goes out when it's like literally dash 15 and he's fucking watering the rink and like to me that's the Biggest thing, dude, like and he has a couple kids who play in it, but even when they're done, he's just that type of psycho that will continue doing that because he just loves hockey and he loves like bringing like kids this shit. And with Corinth, the coolest thing was, is it all you needed was a stick and skates and they supplied all the other equipment like you guys know growing up equipment's expensive as shit. Oh, yeah. Right. Especially when you're a kid. Can you imagine like being a parent and spending like almost twelve hundred dollars on equipment and then your kids like, I don't even really like this sport.
0: Or they grow. Yeah. Right? Or, or that's the thing with kids too. You're growing. So it's like every year or two, you got to buy all new shit.
3: hundred percent. And, and dude, they would supply it. No, if, ands, buts. It didn't matter how much money you had. They're like, you want to play hockey? You play hockey. So I did that. And then my second year at Bantam, I finally started playing Saratoga, like travel leagues and shit. And I remember like, I was like, okay, like this is a little bit more serious. And then I played a year of midgets, uh, two years of high school went to the Valley of Broken Dreams, played JUCO at Hudson Valley for a couple of years where I got yeah, to college MCC and Erie
1: JUCO <laughs> athletes, baby
3: hated, hated those fucking assholes, dude. I'll tell you what, dude, Rochester, fucking hockey players are so annoying to play against, but they're the type of players you desperately need on your team because they're such assholes and they go so fucking hard and they're cocky about it and playing against them. You hate it. But if they're on your team, you're like, this kid is a beauty, right? Like it's nuts. And then I played three games at Cortland. I blew out my knee, so uh, I was there for one semester. Big point one seven GPA. Really, really, uh, thrived under that environment. T- turning twenty one and not wanting to walk my fat ass to class. I uh, left there, got my grades up, and then I wound up at Siena And I played hockey there for two years. And uh, this is where I'm at now, living the dream. Beer League All Star, 104 points a couple years ago. If we want to talk about it, so.
0: <laughs> How many games?
3: Uh probably like 40. It was a, it was a good year.
0: Okay. Wow, okay. that's, that's a hell of a season right there. I
3: mean, it was. but it, it, and I'm not trying to take it away from me, but I played with a kid who was like a top-line guy at Plattsburgh. So, like, I literally – Well, don't, just don't tell people that. You <laughs> know, I have to give him a shout-out, though, because if you ever okay. fucking listen to this, I, he'll, he'll give me so much shit for that. See,
0: but <laughs> but that's, a, that's the same shit that happened to me, right? Because we get into beer league, and I'll go back. I'll play defense, and literally, I just go back in the zone. I peek over my shoulder. I see calves streaking down the ice and I just throw it high off the glass and let the speedster go get it, you know, hopefully you get the assist.
3: 100%, dude. I wish I I wish I was as good of an actual hockey player as I was in beer league. I would have been a fucking superstar, but <laughs> I, like I, a fucking actual hockey man, a third, fourth line, get pucks out, big, big defensive zone draws. Penalty killing was my favorite thing to do in the entire world. Like you'd be a practice you have all those like PP one dickheads who thought they were so sick and you'd them down and you would just a dude. We would just chirp the fuck out of them. I never played on a team that had a sick power play. So it was always really fun. Just pissing those guys off. And then the coaches would get pissed and you're like, what the fuck you want me to do? You want me to let them score or some shit like that? I love blocking shots, which is crazy. Cause now in beer league, I am such a perimeter player. It's not even funny. Like I don't go anywhere near the middle of the ice. if I'm in the D zone you don't uh, you don't know the defenseman fucking winds up for a shot you have no idea where that's going because they have no idea where that's going so yeah you, people you dudes in the beer league
1: are wild cards the beer leagues are wild cards you gotta you gotta be careful. Yeah now it's always the you, you put the legs the stick out legs together and
3: <laughs> dude i don't even do that i'll I'll give you like a fucking poke way over here maybe my stick will hit it if not like that's on the goal i'll try to put in a goal next shift but no dude
0: you want to you want to talk about loving hockey i had a buddy of mine we played beer league the year we got out of college we're out here in buffalo we're playing in a beer league this kid was an absolute beauty was a goalie his whole life, but he skated out in beer league, and he was actually sick. Like, he scored the most goals on our team. But we would be back in the defensive zone, and this psychopath would have his Bauer 4500 on with no shield, no cage, absolutely nothing, wide open. But he's hitting his knees, like, blocking shots with his chest in front of the net. And I was like, bro, what are you Doing this is beer league he's like i don't know i was a goalie
3: uh, <laughs> yeah dude that's the type of guy you need in a seven game series for sure like you need those guys on your beer league team not everybody can be pretty boys to the outside like you need like a couple thumpers that are just willing to take the licks and they get back to the to the bench and you're like hey fucking great job dude and then you leave the rink and you're like that kid is a <laughs> guy guy.
1: yeah yeah Ex- exactly you got those those dudes that just live to be in the corners yeah no, John
0: Tudors, as we call
1: them. Yeah, Tudor I mean, lives to, to get in muck battles in the corner.
0: Well, see the thing the thing is for context. Like, I grew up a baseball player, so my cousins were hockey players out in Rochester. You know, the guys you were describing earlier. No. Oh,
3: yeah. bunch
0: of my bunch of my buddies were hockey players. My baseball season ended my senior year of high school, and they were like, "Dude, you love hockey? Like, just come skate." So they let me borrow gear. They took me to the rink. And I'm literally going around like a tripod, like first time out there.
3: Bambi leg. And
0: Yeah, like exactly. Like half a roll of tape on each ankle kind of thing. And then like now fast forward, what, eight, nine years later, I'm playing beer league with these guys. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to be the stud scorer. So let me just go in the corners and chip pucks out. Like, <laughs>
3: yeah, dude, every team needs that guy. But how awesome is that, dude? You started eight years ago. You didn't do shit. And now look at where you're at. And that's just loving the game, right, dude? That's fucking yeah. getting your reps, going to the rink, and just having fun. That's the that's the biggest thing. And like, I play in open skates. Like, I'm I'm kind of a psycho when it comes to like finding ice. Like, if there's ice, I'll go. It doesn't matter what's going on. I don't care who's going to be there. Like, I just love to skate. And it, if you're like a dog shit hockey player, but you like having fun and you move the puck and like you're happy when you score, I love that. I get pissed at the kids who think they're fucking nasty. Don't move the puck. Like try going in between legs; it never works. They get back to the bench. and start barking at people. It's like, dude, have a fucking Snickers and chill out. Like everything's gonna be okay. Like let's have a good time. And that's what it comes down to. I love yeah. that. For you. That's dude,
0: awesome. but that that's it though. But that speaks to what we talked about earlier, right? What uh, what you were talking about, Benny touched on with just the community and yeah. how how cool everyone is. Like, I mean, shit. These guys took me to my first pond hockey tournament on Binghamton a few years ago. We had a fucking blast. Like we're, we're out there like skating around in a, in a state park in Binghamton. Like, Snow's whipping everywhere, winds going. You're getting dressed out in the cold, like oh. trying to figure out like how you can get your your skates on without getting snow i'm Like, oh but it's yeah, just and so still fun. towing
1: people up and down the ice, just lighting <laughs> it up. Yeah, right.
3: you, do, you <laughs> don't, out don't out need a cooler. Right. You just stick the thirty rack outside. You're like, it's fucking fine. Right? Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Nothing. nothing all it's fun bad. and game. All fun and games until you get that heavy stick, motherfucker, coming through and tries oh. to fight Ben, and oh then the, the whole game goes to shit.
1: I forgot about the guy in the flannel. Sure. Oh, talk oh, to him man. if he's listening. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh man, what a character that guy was. I bet he's a real fun dude to drink with, though. I must say that one of those one of those characters. Oh yeah. But Jimmy, I want to go back, man. Um. You know, you, talk, you obviously touched on the story, the come up, the how things came to be where we're at as we're sitting here today. What's been kind of, I don't know, because you touched on when people, you guys growing up, adulting, all this shit, and, you know, you guys moved away and everything. I mean, aside from that, what have you found has been, I don't know, the biggest challenge or the, the hardest thing to to kind of cope with to keep the show momentum
3: going, if anything? Do you have anything Uh, like that? Yeah. The world is a different place now than it was like eight years ago, like eight years ago, you could kind of say and do whatever the hell you wanted to do. And there was no backlash. And like, now you can't really do that. So we, I mean, I would say every podcast we do afterwards, me and Hal kind of sit down for about 20 minutes and we just kind of think about what we said and we're like, uh, should we delete that? Or, and like, we, we spent a lot of time editing that stuff out and it's weird because like, I get it, dude. Like I totally get it. But at the same time, like when you're in the locker room with the boys or anything like that, like that shit's never really censored. Like you're just hanging out with your friends and like you're doing what you do, and like that's how it is. I think that's been kind of a little bit of a challenge, but we've definitely gotten better at that. I think our like eighth podcast ever, uh, somebody tried canceling us, so that was like that was a big eye opener, and then we kind of were like, okay, we got to take this a little bit more seriously. Um, consistency for sure. I think the last couple of years, I think we've really revved that up. When we first started, we would kind of do it whenever, but if you're just putting out consistent content over and over and over again, like people are going to end up listening and like, we'll, we'll go a week without doing a podcast. We'll have people reach out to us being like, what the fuck's going on? Like, why isn't anything happening? Like, that's kind of a cool thing, right? Like people are actually like looking forward to hearing what you have to say, which is dope. Um, I, I would say that those are probably our two biggest challenges that, and just like being so far away. Like it'd be way easier if everybody was here. Like we'd be able to do way more content with each other. Like we'd be able to do tournaments and all this stuff, but it's kind of hard to get somebody to fly in from San Diego for a weekend. Like people yeah. that, that's not really ever going to happen. Yeah. But I mean, when was it April, May I went out to San Diego and visited my buddy, Dan and brought my hockey gear with us. We found this sick street hockey rink. It was unbelievable, dude. Like, the backdrop was insane it was honestly the coolest rink i've ever been Oh, it's like a
1: roller been. rink out there right
3: Dude. Oh,
1: yeah i I've it. Seen that. yeah i've definitely and, seen those of
3: that. like that was fucking really cool i wish we had one of those around here but i would say that consistency for sure and just making sure you're not saying the wrong things
1: yeah and i feel you there it's definitely something you because you don't want something so what feels so small and minuscule to cause exactly. the the <laughs> spider web and
3: exactly and
1: worm's a problem sort of shit that but at
3: the same probably- time if you don't say those things you're kind of taking away what you're really doing dude like i yeah. want a podcast with people who like hockey that like hanging out with the boys in the locker room or the girls in the locker room just talking your shit and just fucking going at it so it's like kind of a balancing act right like you, you have to be true to yourself but at the same time you have to recognize that like true to yourself might still not be that great. So you guys have to to pivot every once in a while, but I would say that, that those would be our biggest challenges. I would say for sure.
1: What's something for you personally, that's like to kind of go off that on the same train of thought, the biggest like lesson you've learned during all this time for like, you know, for you, you and the team, you as a person, you as a interviewer, podcaster what, what do you have something that sticks out
3: yeah i think a couple things one shoot your shot uh and i feel like contacting people now it's way easier than contacting them like 10 years ago everybody has an instagram everybody has a twitter everybody has an email address like that was that's how we got rizzo on i found his email address and i sent him an email and he fucking emailed me right back and you kind of have to be like oh we had bush schneider on too and by the way like claire right for us and her dad helped you write your autobiography like you want to hang out and he's like sure. yeah for sure I mean, just kind of like doing stuff like that and I don't work there anymore, but the morning skate like got me my last job, which was pretty cool being a social media manager, which was dope. Um, But I don't know, man, it's, it's kind of something just to look back and like take pride in. Like I made the website. I don't know how it's still up and running. Like we just did it one day, like (laughs) seven years ago. And I'm sure there's probably a way easier way to do it now, but it's kind of what we have going on. And that's like what we do. Um, Yeah. But yeah, man, I just, I'm like, I'm like seriously proud of like Hal and Garrison who does like our business development. And I mean, you mentioned it earlier, dude, like you're doing this and I guess it's considered work, but it's not because you're just hanging out with your friends and like you're doing what you do. Yeah, And that's the coolest part about it. If it was work, I'd fucking hate it. I hate working, but it's not like you're just, you're doing shit and like people look forward to it, which is really dope. And it's provided me a ton of opportunities, to, like to sit down and talk to you guys. Like I've met a lot of really really cool people doing it. I think that's probably my favorite thing that's happened. Is like the guys at Ultimate Hockey Fan Cave. You guys should get those guys on because Ken and Jordy are beauties, like beyond. Like you think we like hockey? Talk to those fucking guys. Like <laughs> fucking Ken's house. He has like a floor that has like seventeen hundred hockey sticks made out of. He has a Zamboni. Like oh my God. <clears throat> that guy's insane. All time, all seriously, all time. And he's such a nice dude. Like they're so cool. And and you, you establish these relationships and then like, and I tell everybody, if that comes on our podcast, two things, I'm like, if you say something and you didn't want to say that, I'll cut it out. No ifs, ands, or buts. And also if you come out with anything new or you want anything publicized, let us know and we'll fucking do it. And it's kind of like a pay it forward kind of thing, dude. We do that for them, but if we ever need anything, like I could text Ken and Jordy right now, and be like, "Hey, guys, like, can we get a couple pairs of blade shades out to these guys," and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, for sure. Let me know where their addresses are." And you're just you're just paying it forward, and you're just being a good dude, and you're just becoming one with that hockey community, I guess. Yeah,
0: that's that's, that's, that's huge. huge, and, the, and networking the networking that comes, comes out of out all me. this stuff too. Like, I mean, that's kind of one thing that that I've noticed on our end here too is. You know, we've had opportunities to talk to people in the hockey community, professional players, junior players, uh, women's professional player. But we've also talked to music producer and, um, you know, so a CEO, my buddy that's starting a startup, uh, you know, and things like that, where it's like you just bring so many different worlds together on platforms like this. Uh, but that was actually something I'm glad you said that was shoot your shot, because that was one thing I wanted to ask you is like. You know, when you go about getting some of your big name guests, right, like you talked about Buzz Snyder, Rizzo, you talked about Adam Graves. Like, is that literally you're just cold reaching out to everybody and kind of just showing them like, hey, this is what we do. Can we get you on?
3: Yeah. So if they, it doesn't matter if it's Instagram or email. What I do is I start off with a paragraph introducing myself, kind of give them a short backstory about what the morning skate is. I, uh, I talk a little bit about their career cause I don't want them to think it's just like a cold call, like just regular fucking email I send to everybody. Cause everybody I want on the podcast, I want them on for a specific reason. Right. Uh, after that, then I kind of do some name drops cause we've had like some pretty halfway decent guests on there, which kind of gives us that little like validity of like, okay, these guys aren't just a bunch of like weirdos that are doing it. And then we kind of give them our press our what is it called media kit, which has like all of our details and all that shit. And then you send, dude, and it, it's, dude, it's, it's fucking nuts how many people want to tell their stories, but they just, they haven't yet. And, I mean, dude, like, Riley Cote came on. He was really cool. Darren McCarty was probably one of the coolest ones we did because we got him on when that Russian Five documentary, like, kind of came out. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, like, talking to him about the whole Claude the Mew thing and, like, what he's been through. Theo Fleury was sick. Theo Fleury, I added him on LinkedIn four years ago, <clears throat> messaged him. He said to uh, talk to his media manager or whatever. She kind of gave me the dick around. And then a couple years later, I messaged him again. He's like, yeah, message her. And I messaged her. I'm like, hey, Theo really wants to come on the podcast now. Like, these are the names we have. So you just let me know when he wants to come on. And it was set up like that. And like talking to him, dude, like he talked about like uh, the world junior fight between the Canadians and the Russians, all the (laughs) shit that he went through. Like he told a story how he how he had a gun in his mouth at one point in his life and he like didn't know what to do and like now he's like a huge advocate for mental health and like he said he would take away every like his entire hockey career just to be able to be out there helping people and it's like this guy is a wow. fucking man dude like think about how strong you have to be to tell a story like that like not everybody would want to fucking say that and this guy's just openly doing it. Um, we got involved and it's just kind of like in the hockey community is small, right? So we have James Whalen. He writes about the Rangers. He's boys with Joey diamond who uh, helped set up torch pro, which is like this huge new company coming out. They're like big in with Charlie McAvoy and the Bellamy uh, siblings. And just like, they've signed a bunch of new people. So they, they've been throwing us people. Brandon Yip is one of the coolest fucking people I've ever talked to in my entire life. Like I'm confident he's going to come to Saratoga this summer. We're going to go golfing and like rip it up hundred percent. Like that's how fucking cool he is. Wow. You, it, it, that's the thing, dude. Everybody's fucking cool. Like, you just need you just need to shoot your shot. You shoot your shot, and like, dude, what's the worst thing that's gonna happen? You're gonna be right where you are now, and then just move on to the next person. That's all it is.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's true too, because I mean, the worst thing someone can do is either not answer or say no. And like sure. you said, you're in the same spot. And I mean, you think about it too. I don't know if you experienced this, but like how many people like roll their eyes when you were like, Oh yeah. Like we we do a podcast or whatever. And mm-hmm. they're like, Oh, like, yeah, yeah. sure. Like you're so not a you know, big deal, whatever. Yeah. And then it's like, dude, like what's, what's the worst that could happen? You have fun doing something with your friends and then mm-hmm. like best case scenario, you know, something takes off and, and you have some success with it.
3: Right. And you can tell everybody about it. I think one of my favorite things I did, when Tom Wilson slammed Artemi Panarin on the ice and didn't get suspended, one of the biggest blunders in NHL history, I'm laying in bed. It's like two o'clock in the morning. I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm sitting there. I'm like, what would Sean Avery do? (laughs) I I go on cameo and I find out 70 bucks to get a cameo from Sean Avery. I'm like, you want to know what? Fuck it. Like, I just, I want to know what he would do. So I do the cameo and he fucking sends it, sends it back like the next day. And with, without skipping a beat, he's like, I want to go there, anybody but the fucking goalie, and I'd run him through the fucking wall. And he, like, <laughs> goes on this long thing, and, like, when yeah. he opened it up, he's like Jimmy Collins from The Morning Skate. So he sends me this video, and I had the video for a couple hours. I didn't even think about posting it. I'm like, this is awesome. I sent it to my buddies, and they're like, yo, why don't you post that? And it fucking blew up, dude. It had over, like, 400,000 views. It was being shared on, like, radio shows, on, like, NHL Network, like – everywhere. And it was just, that was literally thought I had laying in bed. What would Sean Avery do? And it just, it fucking blew right up. And the first thing he says is Jimmy Collins from the morning state. And I'm like, fucking gold. This is like, let's yeah. fucking go to the point where like, it was so awesome. I think next year, once a month, if something happens like that's crazy in the season, I'm just going to keep fucking doing that, dude. Like people clearly want to know what Sean Avery has to think about this shit. Oh, like, yeah. Somebody needs to give him a platform. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I've tried to get him on the pod. I think at some point I'm going to just be like, Hey Sean, like we got to fucking do this, but yeah. Uh, yeah i mean just like yeah, little little shit awesome like that guest. oh my god it would be unbelievable to talk to that
2: guy dude Damn just pay cool. for just pay for his cameo fees like for however long <laughs> it would be for the pod and just be like all right <laughs> instead of cameos we'll pay you one pod worth one yeah. pod worth and like just call it a call it a business expense because clearly okay. people want to hear what Mr. Avery is
3: 100 percent dude. And the funny thing is like Sean Avery's the most one of the most hated players in NHL history, right? And every like fifth response on his video is like, I fucking hate that guy, but I couldn't agree more with him. And it's yeah. like, okay, <laughs> so like he's on to something. Like somebody needs to give that guy a fucking platform because he's lights out. And Jeremy Ronick, I would love to get JR on. I don't know if he would go on other podcasts now, like what had happened before, but I mean the story he told on spin Chicklets about the uh the prank he pulled on Devin said of Gucci and Willie oh Mitchell. Oh my god, dude! Oh, I was, was I was at work laughing out loud, and people are like, "Aren't you supposed to be working?" I'm like, "Yeah, my bad, <laughs> my <I'm like, laughs> my fault." But like, you find little stories about that, and just I don't know. It, it's been pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that story too, from uh, Tori Mitchell's perspective, was
3: amazing. Oh, now, yeah, like, to hear
1: that said, so that was awesome. Shout out to the Chicklets on that one. Oh my
3: god, unbelievable.
1: Um. Side note, I see if uh, Nikita Kucherov left the game in the first.
3: Tampa's up, though, one nothing.
1: Yeah, that's okay. Um,
3: Are they going to put him back on the IR for a couple days or what? Yeah, probably oh, save some okay. cash okay. Yeah, right.
0: Christ. Yeah, I mean. Wait, what's your what's your take on that? Because um, I know that's kind of been a hot topic in, in hockey going into this season with circumventing the cap and all that stuff with the IR.
3: Fuck the Lightning for doing it, but if the Rangers did it, I would be so on board to be the bad boy of the NHL. See, that's it right now. <laughs>
0: that's it, <laughs> yeah. That's a good, honest that's opinion, it. right? Like, yeah.
3: I mean, yeah. I, 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 the, people hate Tom. I hate Tom Wilson. People hate Brad Marchand. I guess I hate him a little bit, but I'd be the first person to be like, get him on my fucking team. Oh, no. 100%. You know what oh, I mean? Like, and that's a that's hockey Twitter. I fucking cannot stand hockey Twitter. Everybody has an opinion, and if it's wrong, they just fucking go at you endlessly. And it's like, dude, just because you have a blue check mark does not mean fucking shit. Especially those analytical fucking nerds telling me that Carey Price isn't a good goalie when every year all the NHL players vote him the best goal in the NHL, and you're trying to tell me that Carey Price isn't one of the best goalies in the, <laughs> the NHL. You're out of your fucking mind, dude. And look at what he's doing right now. I yeah, yeah. And that's why I want the Habs to win, just so he can fucking shove that up their hoop because it drives me nuts.
1: Yeah, dude. I saw something about the Canadians. I, I heard they of how um. Who, God damn it! Oh, it was Marty Buran. He was on. Just I was driving in and heard him on the radio, and he was talking about how this team, how crazy they remind him of the '93 team because. In the first round in 93, they beat the Quebec Nordiques in the first round. Big rival. Yep. This year, they beat the Maple Leafs. Big rival. The second round, they swept the Sabres. Shocking. (laughs) (laughs) They swept the Sabres, and um, that's significant because when they swept the Sabres that year back in 93, the Sabres swept their – they swept – whoever in the first round
3: and then Winnipeg and Edmonton
1: and Winnipeg swept Edmonton. And then Montreal beats (laughs) Winnipeg in a sweep. So you're like, Whoa, Whoa. And then you got that similarity with Patrick Y and Carrie price, just stud goaltenders. I mean, when I've heard those two things, there was one more I'm forgetting. I don't want to miss say it. There was one thing after that too, but I was just like, Wow. That was
2: crazy.
3: Yeah. And like I'm a big underdog guy. Like I love rooting for the guys that shouldn't be like oh yeah anywhere near it. And you have a line of Corey Perry, Eric Stall, and Joel Armia, and those guys are out there in the offensive zone pretty much every time they're out there. And then you have little Cole Caulfield fucking streaking. Josh Anderson's a bull, dude, an absolute bull. Jeff Petrie eyes are pretty weird. But on top of that, one of the most underrated defensemen I think in the entire National Hockey League. Like nobody ever talks about that guy. He's, like, he's good, dude. Like he's a really, really good hockey player. Shea Weber with the leadership, dude. And like, I don't
1: know if I've seen Jeff Petrie turn a puck over.
3: That's what I know I'm he has. He's just, I, I can't. He's remember. just rock
0: solid with like just he moves the puck well, but he just There's no there's no real gaps in his game, but he's not flashy, so nobody really talks about him. Like he's not he's not that big, like smooth skater, like a Victor Hedman or something, where people are all over him. Like
3: yeah, just solid. And the thing is with defensemen, like if you don't hear their name in a game, normally that means they were doing their fucking job and they were defending. Like it's a good thing when you don't hear a defenseman's name, and that's Petrie, dude. And yeah. like their coach is a fucking wild card. He didn't, he didn't play Cole Caulfield. Who else didn't he play? The first couple of games and Yemi, yeah. like, like he's like doing it now. And now they're fucking thriving. It's like we both it's scored last
0: night. <laughs> right? Like, yeah.
3: And Nick Suzuki, that kid's going to be a fucking player. Like, even if the Canadians don't win the cup this year, I think you're kind of seeing that. Like, they're going to be a pretty good hockey team for the foreseeable future, especially with like a Carey price. And To me, at least, in my opinion, like obviously the Jack Eichel thing sucks for the Sabres, like the soccer coach sucked for the Sabres. For me, (laughs) the biggest thing was you guys haven't had a goalie and how fucking long you're not going to win a Stanley Cup of Carter fucking Hutton, dude. That ain't going to happen. And you look at who is Mike Smith goalie for the Oilers this year. Yeah, You're not going to win a Stanley Cup of Mike fucking Smith, dude. That's not going to happen. In yeah. no world is Mike Smith going to win a Stanley Cup when you're battling teams that have Sidney Crosby on it, when you're battling – and they didn't even plan, but, like, Austin Matthews, like, all these big names. You're not going to win that series. And to me, I'm sorry, dude, but the Sabres have not had a fucking goalie, what, since Ryan Miller? And then before Pretty Miller much, with yeah, Like, that's right. a long fucking time to not have a goalie. And well, I between, between right
1: up, Miller up. between Miller and Hasek, I just mentioned them, Marty Biron for sure, <laughs> that was good. That was definitely good. <laughs> Mika Noran. <laughs> yeah, get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> you see how fast he went. back. guy he knew exactly what he was doing.
3: Mart, I, Marty Moran like, has a soft spot in my heart. He was a he was a pretty good backup for the Rangers, but Tomas Hurdle just ended his career on national television one time and it was like, yeah, oh, yeah dude, that's
1: yeah, that was, yeah, that was brutal. But, you know, Thomas Hurdle, what a player though, but that that was very underrated. A tough, that <laughs> was a tough one. But dude, yeah, I mean, I'm saving the Sabres talk. I'm not even going to elaborate on it. Um I just can't right now. That's yeah, um, yeah, fine. No, when you're you're, you're yeah, you're absolutely right, man. It's
2: <laughs> yay um, It's but, been boiling up for him. He's like, like yeah. here, and like once he gets to like here, it's just gonna be <laughs> right now. Since Whoa. we're recording, this, re-
1: timestamp this. The rant I will go on when and if Jack Eichel is traded, mostly depending on what the return is. It's, it's all, gonna, it's gonna be, be all time. It, just get ready.
2: We're gonna have to pull like a bar stool, like emergency broadcast, like from like Absolutely. Benny's like water cooler, like he's just gonna be like, I will, I will, draw, the I rant. will
0: take the rest of the day off and drive to your office and just record it. Yeah, I
3: think we <laughs> like, need to do
0: that. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, we'll a good.
3: big moment in your franchise, dude. That's like a gigantic moment. You got the guy yeah. that everybody wanted, and just nothing's really happened, dude. And it sucks. Uh, is Granada gonna be the coach?
1: I think so. My only, th- the only thing I think that's going on is maybe an assistant for one of these remaining teams is somebody they they want to talk to. But I mean, to be honest with you, they were they were a watchable team when Granado took over. Regardless, I know Jack wasn't playing; this, it, none of it really mattered, but in a small way, it did. So. They competed, dude. They looked like a hockey team.
3: Yeah, that they was the biggest thing. They competed. Just a.
1: Just a not a great roster overall, obviously, you know, injuries like crazy, you know? So,
0: you know, there were were times early in the season though, that like, I mean, there was one night we were at the, at the studio watching a game or whatever. They got down like two, three, nothing early. And like, that was all the comments out of the guys that were sitting in there. It was just like, this team is not competing. Like just, just fight, just show something that you care. What do
3: you guys think of Jeff Skinner? And I asked that because I know he put up a big, I think he had 40 goals to sign to that big deal.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: When I don't know if it's whenever he just plays against the Rangers, he's always the most noticeable player for the Sabres. Like he fucking buzzes dude. And the entire year he was on the fourth line. I didn't understand that. Like he's not given his opportunity or are you guys out on him? Is there still something there?
1: Oh, there's definitely something (laughs) there in my opinion. It's obviously tougher when he's making what he's making. Right. You Mm know, um, you said it earlier, Jimmy. The soccer coach. Yeah, that's who had yeah. Jeff Skinner on the fourth yeah. line. So Which is, you know, nuts. that's that's a bit of a wash in my opinion. And they
3: were like uh, going at it in the media and shit too. Like they were
1: yeah, no, but it was obvious. It was just like Ralph, you know, buddy. Good Switch job. Goes, South- good job at Southampton. They're nice, nice Premier League club, they are, and they really <laughs> win a lot. And it's just dude. see you're starting to get it going here I love it here here, listen I'll go with it I'm not going to talk about Kruger Jeff Skinner he he works he you know he gets all these reputations that he doesn't play defense he doesn't back check they're all incorrect in my opinion
3: he looks good against the Rangers every time he's always around. around
1: he's around he's around chances like that's the biggest thing when you're expected to score goals. If you're not around where something's going on in the offensive zone, then there's
3: a problem, right? That's a problem. Yeah, same with Mika Zibanejad earlier this year. He wasn't scoring. He had the COVID yes. stuff. But the chances yeah. were still there, and it's like, right. okay, at least he didn't completely forget how to fucking play hockey.
1: Right. And but then the- you saw what happened with him, and he had the turnaround. But the yeah. Jeff Skinner thing, we have a we, we've been in such a dark place, this franchise. That we get into this habit of we blame the good players, yeah, for not being good enough leaders or not producing enough. You for, saw it with Rasmus, Ryan O'Reilly.
2: Rasmus Ristolainen is like. Perfect example. He is the biggest scapegoat on the Buffalo Sabers. I think. oh Oh, one hundred percent. Like guy every, works his tail guy works his fire. tail off. He plays like twenty five minutes a night. Like, but again, Jimmy was something Jimmy
1: said, Derek. Before, sorry, but like he he talked about the analytic people. Those are the people that really don't like crystalline Oh
3: well, yeah. Oh, oh for sure. Played a right, fucking right. game in their life.
2: Guy is <laughs> right. a hard worker, and he played through like the shit of the shit. He's the that only guy with me. any attitude on the team. If too. he had, like, a half-decent team in front of him, he would be, like, like, top of the, like, top of the league. Like, people would be like, oh, he is, like, an Alex Petrangelo He's kind gotta of player. He's got to be a second-pair
1: defenseman. He can't be playing top-pair minutes. No. That's where you get right. into trouble with him because he gets tired and he stops thinking. Yeah. Yeah. From what uh, I've
3: seen in my opinion. And, uh, dude, I feel bad about the Eichel thing now because you signed Skinner to that fucking big contract thinking Skinner's going to be playing with Eichel for the next nine years. Right. You know what the thing was? Now, what the fuck do you do? I mean, it's weird, well, dude. I, I don't know.
0: And the tough thing with the Skinner situation, too, is like when that all went down, he came over, he came up to Buffalo from Carolina with like, one year for his deal so you knew you had to resign him at the end of the season but it happened to be that year that he just had a monster year so it's like now it's kind of
1: signed his contract extension too which raised that
0: price and it's kind of unfair i think to to Skinner and a little bit to the organization, if you're talking about, like, because fans in the media are ripping them. They're like, this guy's getting paid so much. He's not doing shit. He's not scoring goals. It's like, well, if they let him go and they didn't pay him that much, those fans would have gone down to Key Bank and burned the place to the yeah. ground. You right. know what I mean? You, so, like, you if, you, if you plot, didn't you pay him that much to keep it. him
3: yeah. – like, that was a really shitty spot to fucking be in your right. Because if you didn't pay him, then everybody's be like, Why the fuck aren't you bring back our 40 goal score? Yeah. And right. then you bring back the 40 goal score and you put him on the fucking fourth line. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, that's
1: what, what the market doing? dictated. That's what the market but, was. As soon as and, the same thing I said that when as soon as Mark Stone got traded and signed that extension, you're like, fuck. Man, we're, <laughs> we're, here we go.
0: And $8, how nine good million for you, Skinner. Let's go. How good go can you now. be as a player, though, if your coach is changing every year or two? right? Yeah. You're, you're playing a new system. You're this guy has no allegiance to you. He's sticking you on the fourth line. You haven't done anything for him. Like I, it's, that's gotta be a tough spot to be in as a player. And I mean, hundred man, I'm dude, I'm not even a Sabres fan. I feel for these guys. And-
1: I'm telling you right now, Granado being the coach. <laughs> just We'll just say, we'll go to La La land for a second. I've been in La La land for 10 fucking years, but we'll go back. <laughs> You get Je- you get Jeff Skinner back playing with Eichel. Hopefully, we get some progress on the neck injury. Because again, I I remain I'm at fifty five percent that he is not being traded at least this off season.
3: It's a hard hard I, thing to do because everybody's. You're right. Everybody's going to lowball yeah. him. You don't know if one they're going to lowball him just to lowball him. But on top of that, with the injury that's going on, yeah. and to be honest, a lot of people hate Jack Eichel right now because of all this shit. Has he really even said anything that shitty in the media? Like, at least he didn't go Ryan O'Reilly where he's like, I fell out of love with the game. Uh, don't even
1: do that out. with Ryan O'Reilly. You know Jimmy, Jimmy you're pushing that is all the, the right worst, right
3: now. <laughs> that is the worst
1: narrative out there about – that is just – that's one outside of, like, Buffalo that people, I think, just get completely wrong. That question – you wouldn't be enjoying being a pro hockey player in that season. I don't care who you are. I don't care how many goals you scored. He was I get, I completely get that. honest. He did not enjoy his hockey. That doesn't mean he doesn't want to play there. He was pit. you got a camera in his face. You've seen, you should see some of these knuckleheads that are still doing. <laughs> If you, you, if I'm a pro guy, if even if interviewing me in beer league, if I'm sitting there, you've got a camera in my face, and some of these noodles are just like, Look at it, What happened there? and you're just asking all these questions. And you're just like, Dude, we just got dumped on all year. Like, you're in the NHL because you're a psycho competitor and you yeah. want to win.
3: No, I get that.
1: I just you I don't get to the, the NHL not having this insane drive to be <laughs> successful and win.
3: I, you have, I, you have I, guys
2: I, like paul hamilton asking questions of like hey why did this guy give up on a play it's like where are you coming up with this like formulation really? that a, a player gave up on a play that's not your position to ask as a you ask him what happened on this play and you let him tell the story but we got guys that are like asking like you're already creating the narrative you're creating him. the narrative that they yeah. gave up and he's just like shaking his head like like when people ask, like I'm not, people an- like, I'm not
1: this. People love yeah. to ask why Sam Reinhart can be a little snippy with answers, <laughs> and it's just like go ahead, go talk to Paul Hamilton.
3: <laughs> talk to him. For me, that's why. <laughs>
1: like I mean, they just, it's just like, and I'm not singling him out, but there's there's members of the media here locally, especially there's some great ones. There are some phenomenal, honest, great writers, top to bottom. There's a lot of them, but sometimes there's some guys where they're just they just they're they got to get readers. They got to get those. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that, and I honestly think, I believe it was Joe Yurden that asked Ryan O'Reilly that question. He d- He's talked about it after it all happened. And he's like, I didn't, I wasn't trying to do anything. I was just like, I was just trying to get an honest answer out of a, out of a pro yeah. player essentially. And it's just like, that's kind of what your job is. So yeah. like, I don't know. It's, I just, again, I just think that is the, the shittiest, most construed narrative about the Ryan O'Reilly thing because it just fits because the trade was a joke and it is what it is. There's, there's so many things to it where it's just, but that's the one everybody saw and then he gets traded and you're just like, Oh, okay. He goes on. He's a Smythe winner. They win the a factor. Right? He's
3: a factor. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. narrative I'm playing right now is he guaranteed a win against the Avalanche and he didn't win, so he's gonna fall out of love in hockey in St. Louis and he's gonna go to Tampa next year. They're gonna put on the IR till the playoffs and then it will become the factor again. <laughs> oh man. You know what sucks though, dude, is if he didn't leave Buffalo and you had Ryan O'Reilly and Jack Eichel. Like, I I hated his answer and I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt because you're around the Sabers a lot more than me. But. From all accounts outside that answer, you're right. He's like a super ultra competitor. Like, that is the guy that you wanted in your fucking locker room. That's the guy that you wanted Jack Eichel to fucking learn from. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I don't know much about Jack Eichel. He kind of has this like cockiness swagger to me, which it kind of rubs me a little bit wrong. I I don't know how he is in media or anything along those lines. But like, I don't know. And people are blaming Jack Eichel for all this shit. And it's like, I don't really think it's because that's what we do here because
1: we don't know know. what else to do because (laughs) it's so pathetic for 10 years, essentially since you know who's taken over the franchise. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're
0: bad.
1: It's not going well. Like, I mean, at what point are you going to realize?
0: I mean, you go to Sabres games, like, perfect example. You'll be, like, sitting there and, like, I remember sitting at a game and, like, it was Jack's, like, second year in the league. They were atrocious, like, out of the playoffs. Toward the end of the season, they're playing the Capitals. They're down like four to one. We're like halfway through the game. All of a sudden, like the, the Sabres get the puck in their defensive zone. Someone snaps it over to Eichel. And you just hear like three guys behind me. Take it yourself, Jack. They can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, <laughs>
3: it's all you, dude. One first man. And I was
0: like, that just sums up that. And I don't know if every team has this, but I feel like they do. To shoot the buck people on the power play when you're sitting oh. in the arena, and you're like, "What do you want them to do?" There's three defensive in front of them. They're moving it around to try yeah. to find the shot. Like, yeah, but yeah, yeah no. the, oh.
3: And I feel bad because, like, now Buffalo's got, like, this bad rep, I guess. Like, people all – oh, no NHL player wants to go and play in Buffalo. Motherfucker, if the Buffalo Sabres were a playoff team every single year, Buffalo would be one of the most fun places to play, I think, as a National Hockey League player. Like, oh, 100%. Man, dude, look, look at the Bills, dude. You're telling me the Bills don't have fucking fun, bro? Now put the Sabres in the playoffs every fucking year. Want to be the same thing? Come on, man.
0: Well, that's – I mean, yeah. that's the thing, right? Because you have, like – Buffalo is such a huge hockey town, right? Like, you go outside weird. in the winter, you, people are skating on outdoor rinks. Like, kids are going to the park and playing pond hockey. So many kids here grow up. Like, they get ice at their rinks on the weekends, whatever. Like, when this, when that team a couple years ago went on that ten game win streak, it was buzzing downtown. Yeah. Like, I'd get, I'd get out Jeff of work.
1: Dinner. When Jeff Skinner scored that overtime winner against the Sharks, oh I was God. in a bar with my buddies. I had this, an insane, like nostalgic flashback of like Oh five, Oh six, just like sneaking beers at my buddy's house in the basement. And our parents just like, ah, eh, fuck it. The Sabres. are, in the,
3: <laughs> the, Sabres then, are in the
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just, it felt, I was just like, Holy shit. This is it. Damn. We're back.
3: I and hope then, I hope you guys come back, man. It's it, Dude, it's good for fucking hockey when the Sabres are good. Back when, yeah. when you guys – Same thing in the NFL with the thing. Yeah, same same. Drury, Drury Breer, Finneganov, like those years, I thought you That's guys were going to be a fucking dynasty. I hated playing the Sabres. You guys beat the Rangers. I think Drury scored in overtime or like oh, with seven yeah. seconds left or some shit like oh, that. Yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, like, the right Sabres are going to be a fucking problem for a really long time. It didn't happen. I, I, dude, I fucking, I really hope Buffalo. Like, because you guys are nuts, dude. You guys are diehard fans. That's the thing. Like, you, you aren't doing fucking storm surges after the games. You're pounding beers off your head, ready to fucking go. Like, that's a hockey fan to me. You're not clapping your hands, playing fucking wiffle ball. Like, I, I think, love that shit.
0: I think that's the shit though that annoys a lot of fans here, is they see stuff like like Nashville, like when they went and they made their Stanley Cup run, lost to the Pens, but, like, you talk about fans like that, and I've talked to people who have been to that arena. I've never been myself, and they're like, you know what? These people are really into it. They cheer hard, but, like, they don't actually understand hockey. Where, like, here, everyone just gets it. Like, they're, they're in love with the game of hockey. And obviously derek has got the video up right now, the old party in the plaza outside the arena.
3: Well, if I'm a professional hockey player and I am a free agent and I walk into an office and you give me a blank check and, and show me this video, I'm, I'm on the Sabres yesterday.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it's tough, def- it's tough, man. It's really tough, but, and you still, you hear the rumblings too, where a lot of it's bad, but there's a lot of reports that if you look and you around, there's a lot of, people that you know whether it's news media whatever that have connections to like they'll ha- they'll talk to gms and things where there's executives around the league that to this day will probably tell you the saber even with this eichel stuff going on where they'll say the sabers really aren't that far away they no. just can't get those final links in the yeah. chain to just go like you need a
3: fucking goalie, dude. That's yeah. the first thing you need. Then you have you have Darlene and uh, Ristaline, line on the back end, Eichel comes back healthy. You have Sam Reinhardt. That's a good one-two centers. Jeff Skinner, oh, I think, I, 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 think really I think no like, matter what, Reinhardt's gone. Oh, um, you think Reinhardt's I gone? Think, yeah. They got Dill, they got
0: Dylan Cousins though.
3: Who's a fucking good player? I would He's like Sam player. Reinhardt to go to the Rangers. I'd be happy about that. <laughs> He's pretty fucking good. Dude, I let's, think, sh- let's shift gears, gears there
0: though. Like, what what do you feel about the the state of the Rangers right now?
3: Dude, I don't know what to think about the Rangers. Uh, Tom Wilson ruined our fucking franchise, dude. He, he fucking tried to kill Artemi Panera, and they fired the GM and the president the next day. They put out some Mickey Mouse bullshit statement against the league. The league fines them $250,000. Now, dude, the weirdest thing is when that happened, James Dolan said he wasn't happy. Who's the owner of the Rangers, also the owner of the Knicks. When he's a clown. He, he's the worst because when he... Normally he just deals with the Knicks and the Rangers are to kind of do what they want. But now that the Knicks are good, now he feels like he needs to deal with the Rangers. I'm terrified about that. But they're saying all these things like, Oh, the Rangers need to make the playoffs. Like I'm done doing this shit. And then they hire Gerard Gallant. They interview Chris jury. And he says that the, that the playoffs aren't mandatory this year. It's like, dude, like not a month and a half ago, you told everybody that it was. And now that it's not like what's going on there. There's going to be a lot of changes. I think, cause there's going to be some cap space there. They're Wait, trying you said to that the playoffs?
1: playoffs. Was that you said that was Drury? Yeah, uh, he's a captain, bro. He's he, that's in his blood. Don't worry, don't yeah. trust me. Yeah, it's it's just, I like that's him, that's him protecting his players. It's yeah. just brutal because they have brutal.
0: some really good players on that roster. And you're like, I mean, Adam Fox was a beast back there this year, um, but then even, even like, obviously losing Hank, who I, I'm sure you absolutely love through the course of your you're a hockey fan of, but like, I mean, who they got, uh, Georgiev and, um,
3: just Sor- Sturkin's uh, pretty fucking good. Yeah. fucking good. Uh, I think the Rangers are in a spot right now. They, I mean, the last however many years, look at all the draft picks that they've loaded up on uh, Lafreniere, capo Kratsov, Keandre Miller, uh, Morgan Barron, who was like a late pick this Nils Lumpquist kids coming over. We just drafted Braden Schneider, who just won WHL like defenseman of the year. We have like, if you want to make the playoffs, you look at our, our team, I think we're maybe probably third youngest in the league. You're not going to win just playing prospects over and over and over again. Like you accumulate prospects to go out and get big fish. Right. And I just don't know who that's going to be, but I think personally, if the Rangers actually want to make the playoffs, they need to make, they need a captain for, I think that's a first and foremost, they haven't had a captain since Ryan McDonough. And I, I think that was still kind of pushed. Um, I don't think anybody on the current team is captain worthy. People are saying Jacob Truba, fuck out of here with that. But I, I just don't know who you go out and get, but you have so many prospects You can, and all these analytic and these dickheads are like, oh my God, I'm so happy. We have all these 18 year old kids. Let's put them on all lines and just run them. Like that's not how it works, dude. Like the NHL is a fucking physical league. Watch playoffs for me one time. Like that team's not going to make it in the playoffs. We got bullied by the Carolina fucking hurricanes. Like, that, that, not going to happen. But New York Islanders. I exactly. I just, I think, I think the Rangers are going to do it's, the Rangers are funny because when it's really quiet, something big is like accumulating and you haven't heard shit over the last couple weeks. I think there's going to be a massive fucking deal. I don't know who they're going to get, but I think they're going to package a ton of prospects. I think if Jack Eichel if else, they get If
0: they get. I was just going to but, say, if they get Jack Eichel, you're coming back on the show, and I'm just going to sit here with a bag of popcorn and a beer and watch the two of you go.
3: I don't even know if I want Jack Eichel, though, <laughs> dude. That neck injury scares the shit out of me, dude. It really does. Because yeah. let's say we get yeah. Eichel with my luck. He'll play three games and that, and he will never play hockey again with my luck. And it would be fucking brutal for him and in his career. I would hate that. But like. I don't know, dude. N- nothing, Kadri would be like a good pickup. Is Mark Shifley available? I, I mean, Winnipeg. How many times have been in the playoffs? Yeah. And they haven't fucking won anything. Like, I dude, think there's he- a lot of that. Calgary's another team like that. In well, my Kachuk. opinion, Kachuk. Did you see that report? Kachuk. Monaghan. Monaghan out of Calgary. Yeah. I would. I would trade every player on our team other than maybe Adam Fox. And he's a, he's he would- another
0: one of those guys you just love, like the Marchand <laughs> type
2: almost. Not as good of Ryan a goal is, scorer, Ryan but he's Herrick just a for pass. Kachuk. Reinhardt for Kachuk.
3: I would take. I would trade just more. about anybody for Kachuk because that's that's a guy you put a fucking C on because he'll do whatever it fucking takes to win. And the Rangers don't have that. You're, people are saying Chris Kreider should be captain. In what world should Chris Kreider lead a hockey team? That guy goes fucking invisible for fucking eight games, then all of a sudden he scores three goals in the eight nothing game against Philadelphia, and you're telling me he should have the C? What? Like how does that happen? That makes no sense to me. And I love Adam Fox. Like maybe potentially could be a captain, but he turtled against Marshand earlier this year. And I can't go into a locker room knowing that my captain turtled. Like if somebody put up a YouTube clip of him just going like this against Marshand, like I can't respect that fucking guy. Put an A on him. That's uh, to man. be
1: fair. Let's take it easy on Young Foxy here. I'll stick up for him. He I would turtled, buddy. I'm gonna. I'm covering my face against Marshand too. I don't want to get fucking licked. It's
0: fair, dude. It's fair, I, I yeah. yeah, I'd, I'd, probably, I'd probably wear, a, I'd be, probably wear a bubble if I was playing against them, just in case. But I, yeah. I,
3: just, I don't know what's gonna happen. I think something big's gonna fucking happen. I don't know what it is, and I'm hoping yeah. I'm gonna be happy afterwards. And it's gonna be, dude. It's Chris Jerry's first year as a GM, so you know that like he probably has something going on. He doesn't want to just fucking stand pat. He probably wants to do something. So
0: maybe he's got the former player Stevie Y magic for uh, for building teams here. So
3: yeah, be unbelievable.
1: Yeah, yeah. We'll, we will see. It's gonna be interesting. Well, look, Jimmy. Really appreciate you coming on, man. Want, we're definitely going to do this again, like oh, yeah. 100%. Such a pleasure having you. We're going to have some of the other Morning Skate boys, too. We'll be in talks with that. Perfect. Keep helping each other out, building that community like we've been talking about all, all episode. But any closing thoughts or statements, plug whatever you need to plug before we get out of here watching playoff hockey.
3: All right. At Morning Underscore Skate, if you want to do that, we actually – we're working with can i Brands, TMS 25, save so 25% off your order. And other than that, dude, just – Keep doing what you guys are fucking doing. Like, your content you guys put out is so much better than anybody else's content. It's fucking crazy. Like, I wish you guys lived in Saratoga so we could just fucking join up and that would be it. And it would be fucking over for everybody. But just keep doing what you're fucking doing, dude. You guys have a good voice in Buffalo. And keep doing what you're doing because when Buffalo turns around, you guys are sick. Hopefully, you're at the point where you're with the team and you're with the players and you're fucking riding their coattails because that would be the dream. So just keep fucking doing what you're doing. Thank you for having me on. It's been a pleasure. I am going to go watch some hockey now.
1: Hell yeah, man. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Thanks so much, Jay. Appreciate we'll be- okay. it.
3: Right. Take it easy.
1: Later. See ya.